0: Welcome to Technovation, I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Adhir Matu. Adhir is the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer of Marvell Semiconductor, a company with roughly $3 billion in annual revenue. Adhir has been with the company for nearly four and a half years and has been the Chief Information Officer multiple times over across his career, mostly with tech-centric organizations like the one he's currently a part of. And thus he's had an unusual amount of experience in leading IT at companies where tech talent pervades the entire organization. But first, a word from our sponsor, QuickBase, and the company's chief executive officer, Ed Jennings. QuickBase is a low code application development platform focused on citizen automation. And Ed wanted to share how the company helps organizations democratize automation. Ed, over to you.
1: At QuickBase, our mission is to unlock the potential of organizations to adapt and innovate at speed. We do this by empowering business technologists within organizations to leverage low code, no code, to visually build their own applications. Click and drag integrate across their existing systems and eliminate manual and clumsy processes by writing their own workflow automations. As we see more technology responsibility shifting to the business, here are the top three ways that CIOs can unlock the potential of their own businesses to adapt and innovate faster. One, empower a culture of innovation where every member of the team feels responsible for building and innovating digital solutions. Two, build a practice of citizen automation in your company build our governance frameworks and communities of practice, and three, equip the team with the right citizen automation tools. My name is Ed Jennings, and I'm the CEO of QuickBase. I look forward to sharing how we've helped over 5,000 enterprises mature their citizen automation programs.
0: And now on to the interview. Adhir, great to speak with you today. Thank you for joining me.
2: Thank you, Peter. Uh, great to be on your uh, podcast, and thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I, I gave a
0: brief introduction there, but I'd love to have you talk in your own words, for those who may be less familiar, uh, as to Marvel Semiconductor's business. Can you provide a brief overview, please?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Peter. Uh, so uh, Marvel Semiconductor, we are a global uh, semiconductor solutions company, Peter. We uh, develop solutions for what we call as data infrastructure um, services and we uh, we serve 5G, automotive, cloud, and enterprise markets. Um, so our our mission is to develop and deliver semiconductor solutions that move, store, process, and secure the world's data faster and more reliably than anyone else. Um, so we are, we are a global company. We are located in many, many countries. We have uh, had an uh, in, incredible uh, transformational journey in the last few years, as you might have uh, had, uh, heard and read. Um, very, very proud of uh, uh, being in Marvel. I've been with ma- the company for last uh, about four years now.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, and I would love to talk a bit about the remarkable changes that you've seen across your your tenure, especially a story of growth. Um, Before we do so, I mentioned there also at the outset that you, throughout your career, have have been a technologist in technology companies primarily, and that's always an interesting thing. I always uh, enjoy hearing more about that experience. There are many companies where the preponderance of IT talent is in the IT division itself. In your case, across many companies, including, of course, at Marvell Semiconductor, there is technology talent throughout the company. Talk about uh, the way in which you see differentiating the IT department from the other engineering functions across the organization
2: yeah you know peter that's that's a great question and uh, working in a technology firm like marvel and working in it department it's, it's, it's very exciting because if you think about it uh, our our company develops semiconductor chips semiconductor solutions um, and um you know uh, and 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 i describe the markets that we serve and our chips go into you know storage and networking and uh, in uh, in various IT platforms and assets that departments like mine uh, um, support and manage. Uh, so so we we are surrounded by this uh, immense amount of talent. You know engineers uh, who are very very smart. Uh, we have many PhDs who specialize in these kind of technologies. So in a way, it's very humbling that we are the IT people who are supporting uh, IT, whereas uh, Whereas we are supported by these very uh, smart, intelligent um, engineers who, who create those chips that go into the solutions that we uh, procure, deploy, provision, and support. Um, so so sometimes it becomes very interesting that when we are meeting with some of these engineer teams and engineering teams, and we talk about you know storage solutions and compute solutions, and uh, many times these uh, Discussions become very uh, interesting because these are the folks who actually design the components inside those boxes. Uh, so yeah, no, I think I think this is this is this is uh, incredibly uh, rewarding and uh, in many many times humbling experience. But but I think more than uh, anything else, it's it's a great collaboration that we have uh, between our IT team and the engineering uh, product development teams. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's 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 great. I I, I love this uh, uh, setup.
0: You mentioned earlier the remarkable change that you've seen and help usher in across your tenure of uh, closing in on four years with the organization. The company's uh, grown just in terms of market value from less than $5 billion to more than $40 billion in pro forma market value in in the past five years. Uh, Talk a bit about what that's been like, as well as the role that IT plays in fostering that growth. I can only imagine that given that pace, you know, constantly staying ahead of not only where the organization plans to be in the coming months and year, but but the the dramatic change that that is foreseen as the growth continues. Um, how do you stay ahead of that?
2: Um, yeah. So you know, uh, about four years ago when I landed in Marvell, um, our company was um, had, had had just um, started this incredible transformational journey, and we we had a great uh, leadership team in place and uh very dynamic and great uh, CEO, Mr. Matt Murphy. Under his leadership, we uh, uh, we got going on this. Now from an IT standpoint, um, as uh, as we um, started to support the business, what we did was we initially created our own roadmap to support the business. So we, we call it now digital transformation roadmap, we call it phase one, two, three, and so forth. So we, we had this initial game plan set up right from the very beginning and then in order to execute that obviously we needed uh, strong it talent in the in the in the group so uh, we started uh, first of all reorganizing and uh, reskilling or upskilling our own it organization so so that it organizational transformation had to happen which which happened um, and uh, some of the things that we initially started to do was one of, one of the key things we wanted to ensure that we did was to, uh, and I know this is called operational excellence or operational efficiency, but we, what we really meant by that was that we wanted to make the life of our employees easy in terms of doing any day-to-day work, uh, internally or externally. So that, that was our goal. Uh, so with that mindset, we started to uh, roll out some of the uh, world-class uh, service delivery platforms, uh, some of the collaboration tools um, uh, and systems. Uh, we, we have been investing in best-in-class uh, tools in that front. And then, obviously, you know, some of these uh, uh, shifts that have happened in the industry for the last many years now, we started to move our systems from on-prem to cloud that helped us uh, become more nimble and agile and brought more scalability. Uh, some of the new initiatives we started to do are um, enhance our business intelligence and advanced analytics uh, capabilities that, that gave business much more visibility into, you know for example, sales pipeline and, um, and you know, HR information or supply chain information. Uh, we work very closely with our engineering teams. Um, some of the things that we helped engineering teams to do was uh, implement um, you know, high performance compute and engineering infrastructure. So, bottom line was we are trying to help them reduce their design cycle times cybersecurity is always a big ticket item for us we we have uh, scaled up our cybersecurity operations and made it more uh, more uh, solid but that's always an ongoing effort as you know and then uh, so so obviously we uh, we did our best to support uh, marvel from uh, you know uh, during this growth which happened not only organically, but also via M&As. Um, in, in last about four years, we are on our fourth acquisition. Uh, so IT team has played a uh, very instrumental role in ensuring that M&As go smoothly. We are able to integrate uh, the companies that we acquire uh, and then uh, accelerate the synergies and ensure that integration happens smoothly and without disrupting any Uh, business operations of our customers. Let's
0: linger on that point for a moment, if you don't mind it here. Um, Uh, With so many acquisitions under your belt, to what extent has your team developed kind of a blueprint as to what to do when integrating an acquired company?
2: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. In fact, uh, our first acquisition was Cavium. Cavium. That was in 2017. And at that time, many of us uh, in the company had recently joined. Um, in fact, many of my IT leaders had joined. So we, we started from pretty much from scratch. And as I mentioned earlier, we are on our fourth acquisition integration uh, now with INFI recently having been closed from an acquisition um, uh, standpoint. So uh, with so many acquisitions under our belt, uh, we have now developed pretty significant integration capabilities. In fact, IT integration capabilities are the cornerstone of our company's M&A strategy. Um, so after we did the uh, Cavium, which was very complex uh, acquisition, <clears throat> we created um, blueprints for ERP integration, for infrastructure integration, and so forth. And I, I think over a period of time, our... Uh, and it's not just IT; it is it is uh, IT operations, um, sales, marketing, many other business uh, groups who work uh, collaboratively. Um, in, in fact, we became uh, so good that Acunia and Avera, the um, the two acquisitions after Cavium, we were able to integrate ERP systems for those companies uh, in weeks rather than even in months. Now, I would I would. Uh, um, well, 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 one of the key things that we have uh, kept in mind is that besides the blueprint, we also follow certain guiding principles because you know, if you don't have certain parameters that you're working within or certain guiding principles, sometimes it becomes very complex. So we, we, we have some uh, guiding principles that we follow, but more than the blueprints, I think uh, I would give credit to our company culture. Uh, and to our uh, employees and our people who make these integrations successful. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a combination of uh, you know, the the frameworks that we have, the blueprints we have, the people and the company culture that that we have become very very good in these domains uh, now.
0: Your team also helps drive customer experience, which is uh, a relatively, in the grand scheme of things, a newer domain for chief information officers and their teams to get involved in. Uh, talk a bit about the way in which you and your team do so at Marvell.
2: Sure. Um, so in terms of driving customer experience, we uh, we partner with our marketing and sales teams and uh, business units. And that, that's always an ongoing uh, uh, initiative for us. So some, some of the initiatives that we helped were last year. In fact, this was right after COVID hit we partnered with our marketing team and helped launch uh, marvel's rebranding campaign which was highly successful and uh, and and the reason uh, we feel very proud of that was not only it was uh, successful from the standpoint of great recognition that it received from our customers and investor community but this was done during the time when everybody was working from home and had all sorts of covid challenges um, then uh, on the other side, we have uh, like any other company, we have uh, many external-facing digital properties, which um, um, again last year around this time around we we ported those to a more modern, scalable, cloud-based world-class infrastructure that we have put it on. So I think from infrastructure standpoint, we are on a great footing in terms of uh, our teams. And uh, now once once we, once we build that baseline, um, we have been now collaborating with our sales and business unit teams and marketing teams to continue improving our uh, experience for the customers. so that that's that's from an external digital property standpoint. Um, our our uh, engineering on the engineering side, we work with our engineering teams. Uh, because we we have this model where our teams work very closely with our customers and the co-develop custom ASICS, so that requires enabling infrastructure. Um, so IT team again uh, rises to the occasion, and we uh, we have been supporting our teams and ensuring that those uh, those projects that are co-developed with our customers they have appropriate uh, infrastructure supporting and ensuring that we have best possible customer experience.
0: Very interesting. And I know that you and your team have also been thinking about new digital ways of work and new digital workers, so to say. Uh, talk about the model that you're in the process of designing, please.
2: Yeah. So um, as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we have been investing in best-in-class collaboration technologies, um, whether it is audio-video or remote connectivity and those things, but uh, that's not where life stops these days, um, particularly in the digital world that we are li- living And as, uh, as hopefully COVID situation becomes better and better um, everywhere globally. Like many of the companies in the industry, we are looking forward to having this flexible workplace with hybrid experience for our employees. Um, so that, that, that's where some of these digital technologies that we have been uh, exploring and implementing to some extent come, uh, come into picture. Uh, so we have, uh, we have uh, developed certain um, roadmaps and certain uh, strategies where what we want to do is um, enable and empower our human workforce with some of these digital technologies to make their life easier, even more easy uh, and productive um so one of the platforms that we are in the process of rolling out is rpa based platform uh, that helps uh, deploy digital workers and uh, since this is relatively new area um so we we deployed a model whereby this is not just an it thing this is a this is a business initiative so what we have done is we have started what is called the network of excellence where folks from, I mean, you, you might have heard about center of excellence, right? That's one group sitting somewhere in some part of the corner or maybe a couple of corners and and execute and support. But this is network of excellence where we have a um, certain number of folks who could be anywhere, who could be from any group and based on their background and competency level, and of course their interest. so we we, we bring them together. So using that, governance model uh we have uh, uh we have been on a we have initiated a journey on uh, uh, rolling out digital workers in the company so far we have rolled out about four or five um, um and, and and the concept behind these digital workers is that uh, we expect the mundane um, manual high volume mechanical boring tasks to be done by these digital workers, whereas more complex you know, intelligent work will be handled by our human workforce and a, and a combination of the digital workers and human workers will lead us to a new, new world where folks will become more productive and uh, you know, that, 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 that's what we're working towards.
0: That's very interesting I, I and quite a vision uh, for what the future might hold. Speaking of the future here I wanted to ask you as you look to the future, what trends particularly excite you let's say two or three years out that you're beginning to invest in now or beginning to make their way onto your your roadmap
2: yeah you know um, some some of the trends that i I briefly described uh, so these digital technologies digital assistants digital workers um so obviously um, that that's where uh, we are uh, very Interested in uh, exploring how how they, these could help, and also since we are a um, design um, semiconductor solution development and design house, uh, with, with our manufacturing is outsourced, but we we have uh, deep interest in that. Even though it is outsourced, we we still have uh, um, some extent of test floor operations and new product introductions and so forth. So uh, we are definitely interested in. Uh, technologies uh, which are classified under industry 4.0. And then the other thing I would say is uh, post-pandemic hybrid workplace experience that we're all uh, working towards. And I know Marvel is not the only company doing that. Uh, And the interesting thing is nobody has, as far as I know, a solution for that. Everybody seems to be experimenting. So that's one uh, new trend or one area where we are now actively engaged and involved in figuring out how best to integrate uh, physical and digital worlds. So that's going to be uh, our our, uh, our, uh, uh, key priority, uh, at least for next year or so. And lastly, uh, cybersecurity that always keeps everyone on the edge. We're always looking for new methods and means and tools on how, how better we can protect our company's information assets and uh, physical assets. So That's always interesting.
0: Interesting indeed. Well, Adir Mathu, thank you so much for taking time with me today on Tech Innovation. It's been a pleasure to, to learn more about the remarkable growth you've helped manage at, at uh, your company, your vision for the future. Uh, including ways in which the various parts of the organization will fit together in the new digital models that you anticipate. Uh, It's been a great conversation.
2: Thank you, Peter. Always nice to talk with you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thanks.
0: A pleasure.